Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we are on to week five in the 2022 college football season. How about it, Walt? We're, uh, we got some teams that last week, some defensive powerhouses that kind of let loose and, and let off their guard a little bit. Are we getting into the into the conference play where it means something, right, Wall? <laughs> yeah, you got to play some real teams, Woj. You got you get some squeak by weeks. I like to call it squeak by weeks. Yeah, the squeak by weeks. You know who didn't squeak by? That was Story. Story won the league this week, 198.28 points. Uh, I myself was in second, and J.M. Doof was in third. Uh, what did it for him was, surprise, surprise, last week, running backs. Running backs were the key last week. Story spent 16200 in both of his, who was Bijan Robinson and Blake Corum, uh, both of which dominated. Uh, together, between the two, got 243 per point, $243 per point, which is really good. 66.6 points total. Blake Corman himself went for 39.30 for $201 a point. Um, and then his QBs, uh, which he had wrapped up uh, $13,900 for, which were Donovan Smith from Texas Tech and Drake May from UNC, got him $193 points, so did good in the quarterback market as well. Uh, there were so many options out there. Um, if you didn't have those, you, you weren't necessarily not doing well uh there were so many options out there i mean jalen daniels i think wall where did you have him as well i know i i had him and a couple other people did but he uh he popped off with a 40 plus day um but this week we'll do the DraftKings 13 game main slate uh like usual looks like they're going to keep going with the 13 game slate no more 15s like they did during the covid so <laughs> uh, and as far as last week during the rundown we we did pretty well uh, overall, uh, Jalen Daniels, we just talked about 46.3 points, 171 per, per point. Tanner Morgan did good. Uh, Xavier Hunterson and off day. I think that was our worst at four, $409 per point. So if that's our worst, we did pretty good last week. Uh, I don't need to go through all of them, but, uh, let's get into some of those games from last week. Well, how about it? There are some real good games. Though, which I think you said last week and you, you said, what, what is a sleepy week for you? A dull week? An ah, blah week? Is that how you phrased it? I, I Well, the, yes, yes. And it, it, it was more that week before, too. It just seemed like it was just, get me into some conference play, right? Get me into some of these games. Hey, it was it was good to get some games. It was the, the most surprising game to me, Woj, was that Georgia game. Um, I mean, Jesus, Kent State, <laughs> they were they're taking them on, baby. They let them score points, Wall, and not just field goals. They let them score touchdowns. I don't know if they felt bad for the needy, but what, what the hell was Georgia doing? They gave up two touchdowns and three field goals, and they were down, I think, at halftime uh, to Kent State, which of all teams, uh, they won 39-22, to 22, but still, you gave up 22 points to Kent State, Georgia. What's going on? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I was watching my, you know, I watch all the games on my screens and I, I was watching on the ticker and I kept seeing every now and again, it caught my eye. And I was like, well, I just probably saw that wrong. So I went on the computer to look at the score and sure enough, they can state. And I think at the time it was, I don't remember how many it was. It was 
might've been three touchdowns just above it. Might've been that 22 number. And I, I had to refresh this, you know, the page to make sure it was right, but it, <laughs> it was right. Well, I turned on the game and at that point, Georgia kind of took over, but still, you know, they, they gave up three points to Oregon. They gave up to, they blanked Sanford when they played them, South Carolina, they gave up a touchdown and then Kent state, you know, the mighty Kent state golden flashes come out and put up 22. I don't know. That was, that was an oddball, which it happens. Which they won the game though. Right. They got the W. Like in the same group too, while Michigan let Maryland score 27 points on them. So I, I, maybe it was just an off week for defenses last week. There was something in the air, maybe the moon phase. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, the, the mighty defenses other than Iowa uh, did not play apparently all that well. Uh, Michigan won the game 34, 27. And it honestly wasn't that close uh, Maryland. did have a drive at the end of the game with their backup uh billy edwards uh who ended up uh scoring a touchdown but still 34 27 they gave up some points they did and it was it was a uh, mr quorum there that they he he took over the game at one point and then it was you know michigan's going to win this football game once quorum took over but it was surprising at the beginning that maryland to me anyways that maryland was hanging around with them yeah and then the overtime for clemson wake forest which was my pick em. Uh, unfortunately a push uh, for me in the overtime there, but the Clemson does get the win 51 to 45 and they did it in the fashion I thought they would, which was running the football. Uh, and they did that very productively against Wake Forest, but there's that flip the coin, right? Wall with an offense like Wake Forest, it's just like, you're going to let them score, but you know, can we just outscore them at the end of the game? It didn't turn out like it did for, they must've got tails wall. Yeah, and that's again. I'm gonna say it, Woj. I'm gonna I'm gonna prop you up, buddy. That is a random. You run a team like that. You have no defense. It is a random flip of the coin. You phrased it well, Woj. And I hear a lot of people talking about you know how Wake Forest beat up that Clemson secondary. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, that's that's what Wake Forest does. They beat up secondaries, but the problem is they have no defense to back up their offense. So you get things like this. It goes into double overtime, and. You say unfortunately. I think you caught a break there, Woj, because they didn't <laughs> they didn't take that point after because of Clemson having the ball last. If they if that had happened in the first overtime, you you would have been in some trouble, buddy. You you wouldn't have covered that. So I think you actually caught a break on that, Woj. You know who didn't catch a break, and that's Oklahoma. If they could just take Kansas State off their schedule every year, there's no doubt in my mind they would because for some reason Kansas State is Oklahoma's kryptonite. No matter who the head coach is. They're the kryptonite beating Oklahoma 41 to 35. Adrian Martinez didn't toss away this one while he actually looked pretty solid the entire game. Yeah, that was a good football game. And I, I like Kansas State this year. So it's not a big surprise to me that they beat Oklahoma, to be honest with you. I, I hope we get into that Oklahoma game later. But, you know, Kansas State came through with the win. They're a good football team. Yeah, I kept watching. I watched that whole game and I was just kept watching towards the end. I was like, when is that time Adrian Martinez is just going to throw this game away? And he just, he never did. He made that huge run on third down. I think it was 22 yards that set him up for that last touchdown. Uh, it, what a what a game by him. What a game by Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State just has something. They know something about Oklahoma where they just can't. Oklahoma can't seem to speak by Kansas State. They always lose that game to Kansas State. But uh, another one where it was a little odd was Middle Tennessee takes down the mighty Miami 45 to 31. Talk about not playing defense against a, a, a middle of the road FBS school wall. I mean, Miami, I've talked about them all year. They're not a team that impresses me any. Now, I will say I, I did not expect that Middle 
Tennessee would win a football game like this, but Middle Tennessee, they, they've been proving to be a good football team in their own right this year. I mean, they, they crushed North Texas, which I, it makes me angry. But again, I, Miami is not, a, and I've said on this podcast a few times, I, I, they're, just, they're not a team that I expect to be that good. And, you know, you can't lose to teams like this if you're going to be that good. Nope. Another one on the roster from last week. Another good one was Texas Tech, Texas. You know, Texas just said that that big barn burner against Alabama where they played so well, especially defensively. And they let Texas Tech come in and beat them up. Wall, what's up with that? It was unfortunate. I mean, it was, Texas just giving up a lead. Well, that's what they do, you know. And, you know, that loss, Woj, that loss left. You know who's never won in the Big 12 right now? Kansas. <laughs> Kansas is number one in the Big 12 standings right now, Woj. That loss really helped Kansas, but it was it was disappointing for Texas. And I will say too, uh, while we're on that Kansas topic, Woj, Kansas covered the over already for season totals. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, remember I, that, but I do two remember and a half. that. Yeah, I, they, they, I think I think I called the over. I maybe I did. Yeah, I, who knows? But, I uh, did well, for Jay, sure. Yeah. Jalen Daniels. I mean, he's he's doing things over there and, and they're making it work. So uh, I'm definitely going to talk about them a little bit later as far as DFS, but uh, yeah, they're making it work. Texas tech, by the way, is an underdog against Kansas state this coming weekend. Um, They're at Kansas state, but they're almost a 10 point underdog after just beating Texas who barely lost to Alabama, which is just wild in my mind, but it is what it is. Might, Might talk about that game as well, but Tennessee, Florida wall. Tell me about the, I feel like Tennessee is becoming this Wake Forest team where it's a flip of the coin. They don't play defense either, but they somehow win games just because of that Hendon Hooker over there. Yeah, I mean, Hendon Hooker is carrying the team, and this is a Tennessee team that I've been looking forward to fade all year. I haven't really had my opportunity. Last week they beat Florida, you know, 38 to 33. I stayed away from it because there were just too many unknowns in that, but talk about, you know, Musburger, he's no longer there for that CBS, you know, the SEC on CBS, man, do I love SEC on CBS. I just like that tradition. And this game was perfectly tailored towards that, you know, SEC on CBS without Musburger, but still it, it brought back, it reminisced about things of watching games back in the day, but you know, Florida last five minutes of that game, watch, they got two touchdowns. It just, wasn't enough to get them back in that game. I'm really excited this week. Tennessee has a bye. They don't play. But next week, they'll be going into Death Valley, the real Death Valley, in my opinion, LSU. So I'm excited to bet on that game. I'm hoping that uh, Auburn actually takes down LSU this week to give me a better number. But we'll see. That Tennessee-Florida game, though, that was close. I mean, it was a good game, I should say. Florida made it close at the end. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, it, you know what? So see, I, I just I just can hear the music in the background, the, the SEC on CBS, which is awesome. But uh, Game Day did such a good job of kind of ramping up to that game with the Tennessee-Florida rivalry and how old and how far back it goes. Uh, bringing the old ball coach back in and talking to him. and uh, it, it, it was a cool thing to watch on on game day and then and i i do love game day i think it's way better than fox's broadcast but this week wall this week it's the one week a year i watch the big noon kickoff on fox and you want to know why why Woj? iowa state <laughs> no <laughs> michigan is coming not not they're not going to be at their little home over in the big house over there they're coming to Knick stadium to play our hawkeyes 
How about it? This is going to be defense versus defense. No one's going to score points. The game's going to end in zero. They're going to have to do a kickoff in the 60-yard line to see who can make the punt or the, the field goal to see who wins the game because we don't hand, handle ties like that in the Big Ten. But it's going to be a barn burner wall. Woj, I agree that your optimism is great. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll agree with you there, buddy. But I'll be cheering for the Hawkeyes. Don't get me wrong. I love the Hawkeyes, but I just watched Blake Corum and the I don't know, man. He, he looked good last week. And that team, Michigan Wolverines, they look good. But I, I look forward to them coming to the biggest city in Iowa on Saturdays, Iowa City. It'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, another good game here. We got Kentucky, number seven, Kentucky, uh, at number 14, Old Miss, 11 a.m. in ESPN. I don't know if any of you, and I've mentioned this many times on the, on the podcast before, but the SEC shorts on YouTube uh, this last week when Kentucky <laughs> – uh, got into the uh, it, it was funny you should just watch it the SEC shorts it's it's a good stuff they're they're super engaging and funny but it made my day but Walt take it away Kentucky Old Miss hey well I'll paint the picture for you I'll give you the Picasso you got Old Miss minus seven over under a 54 Kentucky plus 210 we're talking about a number seven Kentucky watch that you just mentioned and I'd like to underline that put a couple exclamation marks on it number seven Kentucky that Mark Stoops man what a program he's building over there. Two 10-win seasons in his four seasons there at Kentucky. And in the offseason, I don't know if you saw this, Woj, I don't believe me and you talked about it, but Mr. Calipari, the basketball coach over there at uh, Kentucky, had a little something to say about the football program. He said that Kentucky was a basketball school. Well, <laughs> I question that now because they got a darn good football team, Woj. They've won four of their last six road games. 4-0 on the season, obviously, we mentioned. They beat Miami, Ohio. They beat Florida, which is their claim to fame so far. Then they played Youngstown, and they beat NIU last week, which and that was a close game. You still watch our Huskies, Woj? I guess I shouldn't no, say are, but. It, it was a close game, and, and you know what? Their offense is – NIU's offense is good. We'll say that, even without their starting quarterback from uh, the, that game. I, I mean, Kentucky didn't – their defense didn't look great, but again, NIU throws some weird things at you, so I don't know if I knock them too much on that. Yeah, and AU was good. I mean, the problem was they were getting a lot of pressure on 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 Levis over there, and that that can't happen. You know, you can't have a, a a team. I think they had five sacks on him. You can't. That can't happen. And uh, they need to clean that up against Ole Miss, or they're going to have a lot of trouble. But he was still eighteen for twenty six, three hundred three yards. You know, a lot of those big plays. Woj, is that something that you're looking at for DFS because of those big plays? Uh, here here's the thing with DFS. So uh, I'm going to key in more on Ole Miss here in Lane Kiffin and it's going to be a weird way I'm doing it here, but uh, you know, I'm just going to agree with Vegas here um, just because I don't know how good this Kentucky team really is. I know I bet them against the Florida game, but I, I thought Florida was overrated at that time. And again, I, I, I just don't know this Kentucky defense. So I'm going with Vegas on this one and I'm going to hand that implied 30 points over to old miss and, and see what they can do with it. And here's the thing old miss without late without Matt Carroll in there, 65% of the time, the run of the football wall, 65%, 65%, uh, given that's against that, that's racking up 164 to 40 points so far in the season against inferior teams. So there might be running it a little bit more than they're used to, but even in close games where they had against Tulsa, 
they, they ran it 50 times to 24 pass attempts, 50 times to 24 pass attempts. It's a, a third of the run attempts were, were, or a third of their attempts were just passes. So uh, again, I, I'm going to go with some running backs here. We've talked about Zach Evans before he's the TCU transfer. Uh, he had 59 carries on the season so far. He's 6,900, but that's not your play. Your play is Quenston Judkins, the running back behind him, who's only 5K. He's a freshman, has 70 carries in the season. He actually ran it 27 times, which is 10 or I think 15 more t- times than Evans did in the close game against Tulsa. So uh, again, he is the play here. He's cheap. He's only 5,000. Uh, again, keep in mind, Kentucky's only allowed, given up 109 rushing yards a game, 16.3 DFS points to running backs a game. Uh, both Florida and NIU were able to run for 130 yards on the ground and both combined for two touchdowns. Old Miss is a different beast. Uh, Old Miss is going to get the ball back more often. And I, I just like Judkins a little bit here more than anybody else. Again, he might not be the greatest play, but it saves you some money only being 5K and he's averaging over 20. 20 DFS points a game. So uh, a decent play there for 5K. He doesn't need to get much to get to get value, even in a cash game wall. Well, I'd I, I push back a little bit about those runs. Yeah, they're, they're getting a lot of those rushing yards, but some of those quote-unquote runs are, you know, passes out to the flat behind the line of scrimmage that, you know, they're questionable runs. But I get what you're putting down, Woj. I like it. And then I I don't know that you mentioned this, but because you you basically stuck with Ole Miss. Chris Rodriguez is back from a suspension for Kentucky, Woj. He was a big guy for us last year. He's not someone going on your team? Not yet. Not yet. Again, I want to, yeah. I'm going to trust Vegas here. I'm going to trust their numbers. I just like where the 30 implied points are coming in with an old miss here. Well, nah, I don't know. I'm going to take the other side of that. Woj. I like the dog, you know, it's tough. It's at old miss. That's a tough place to play, but Kentucky is just the team I talked about in the preseason, you know, in our uh, preview episodes that I just, I think they're a good football team. I'm not saying they're better than old miss, but plus two ten, Woj. Come on, man. Just just put a little bit of money on it. Put a, put a little gravy, Woj. Uh, I do like a Kentucky team, but I don't know. I think this is where they fall back down to earth uh, and, and get kicked out of that top 10 again. Uh, but we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> We're going to move on, though. We got number 18, Oklahoma, after losing to Kansas State last week at TCU, 11 a.m. on ABC. A little bit of a rebound re- week here, Wall, huh? I, I think so. I think they have to. I mean, Oklahoma minus six and a half, though. The uh, lines makers, they aren't thinking, you know, huge rebound anyways. Over under 68 and a half. This is Big 12 football TCU plus 200. So now you're telling me that Kentucky's getting a better number on Ole Miss than TCU's getting on Oklahoma. I don't know. That makes me think, which I'm like, how is that possible? And you got to remember with this game, Marge, and you remember it with, with whoever you're picking for daily fantasy. This next week, we got the Red River rivalry watch and this could be a (laughs) little wait wait, the red river rivalry (laughs) red river rivalry (laughs) i said it perfect like like people would not know that i was a human being they think i was a computer because of how perfect i said that watch but this is a look ahead for oklahoma and you got to be cognizant of that you got to be ready for it i still like oklahoma though they had that Tough loss to Kansas State, you mentioned. And yeah, Mark, you, you said it. Martinez played out of his mind, Woach. And I'm happy. I'm happy to be wrong on that guy. He had five touchdowns, but, you know, four of them were rushing. But still, they came through. He made it count. I, I like Mims in this one, too, Woach. I don't, I don't want to give you a little tip or anything, but I like Mims in this game. I think he's going to be the target. TCU, who have they played, Woach? Who have they played? Carl, Colorado, Tarleton, SMU. That's a good football team, but 
that Colorado, and by the way, I read an article on ESPN, Colorado, the state of Colorado is 0-8 on the season. <laughs> Colorado's, <laughs> Colorado's 0-4 and, and Colorado State's 0-4, but a funny little tidbit of article I was reading. But still, like, this TCU team, I get it. They're a good football team, but who, who have they played? So I understand Oklahoma hasn't played anybody. Who has TCU played? Same type of thing. So I just like Oklahoma. That's probably where I'm going to go. I do think that Sonny Dykes has this team, TCU, that is on a good trajectory. I just think that Oklahoma covers that under touchdown. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Uh, As far as as DFS goes here, uh, and what pissed me off a lot was the commentators last week were talking about how Dylan Gabriel was having such a bad game. The dude threw for 300 and some yards four touchdowns had another one I think on the ground he was doing everything he could to get his team to win and I guess it was just over highlighted because Kansas State shouldn't beat Oklahoma and and Martinez was having such a good game but Dylan Gabriel had a good game last week completed 60 almost 65 percent of his passes you can't tell me that was a bad game um his price tag this week is a tough pill to swallow he's 9300 uh, but the thing about it is zero picks in all of his games so far, 13 TDs in four games, zero picks, 14, 13 TDs. Well, I mean, that's a, the golden ratio is perfect right now for, for Mr. Gabriel over there. Uh, TCU gave up 235 yards to Colorado, 210 to Tarlington state and 372 to SMU. I get the SMU numbers. They have a good big air raid scheme over there, but 235 to Colorado and 210 to Tarlington State, and you don't think you're going to give up 300 to Dylan Gabriel? Check again. Gabriel's averaging 28.7 per game with a deviation from his lowest number from that average only being 5.9, which is a cash game gold right there, Wall. That ratio is gold for cash games. That means he's been steady right around that 28.7 mark the entire time. Hasn't gone too high. Ceiling's not crazy. but his also the floor won't drop out on you. He's solid. He's consistent. They have a game plan around Dylan Gabriel. Uh, if he puts up tw- 28 points, it's $332 a point. Yeah, not great, but he's not going to give you bad numbers. You're going to spend 9,300 and get a good cash game quarterback. You're going to fill the rest of your team with mediocre cash game wide receivers and you're going to you're going to win a cash game. You're going to win your 50-50. You're going to get 50 bucks after you put 50 bucks in. So, uh again, decent quarterback for cash game. I'm not going to say anything about tournament here. I, I, he's not a tournament play especially at 9300. Well, that just doesn't make any sense to me, but uh it's too high for that. But he's better than the next quarterback we're going to talk about wall. And that's number 2 Alabama heading to the number 20 Arkansas. Razorbacks, two thirty p.m. on CBS. Wall, uh, you're, you're you're absolutely crazy. What you think, Dylan Gabriel? Are you referring to who are you referring to as far as who's better than who? I'm not even going to mention his name. Oh, okay. I was if you're saying if you're talking about Bryce Young, and then yes, Dylan Gabriel is <laughs> is is a, is a very good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but no, no, no. I, I'm going to correct you there, Wojen. You needed to backtrack. Well, that well let me re- rephrase that. In DFS. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I like Dylan Gabriel for cash game. Uh, yeah, Bryce, they, Young, yeah. Bryce Young could be good for a tournament, but he's 9,900 and no tournament player that plans on winning their tournament 
is going to spend 9,900 on Bryce Young this week. The winner will not have Bryce Young in his lineup. Even if Bryce Young scores the most out of anybody, it won't be in the lineup for the winner of, of a tournament this week, Wall. Well, then you need, you need to qualify that statement saying that the, he's a better quarterback for DFS, Woj, because otherwise, you know, you, you threw me off there, Woj. I, I was so angry about how <laughs> wrong you were with that one, but I guess we can move on, Woj. I'll paint the picture for this Bama-Arkansas game. Bama minus 17 and a half over under of 60 for a Bama-Arkansas game, Woj. Plus 200 on Arkansas. If you want to just lay the money, you want to make a little bit extra, that's what you're getting plus 200. So I'm, I'm guessing for this one, uh, you're not taking Bryce Young from your comments. <laughs> no, Wall. Uh, that, that's just, that'd be silly, Wall. Um, again, if, if you're doing those tournaments and you're going to spend that much money on a guy, you need to know he's going to put up Bijan Robinson numbers and he's going to go up for 50 because um, that's what you're going to need to get to get the value. Um, other than that, it's just a silly play. Yeah, you're going to need to spend money on guys that are going to score points, but 9,900 is crippling your roster unless you are a god or the luckiest human being where you should be playing the lottery instead of DFS. You should not be picking Bryce Young in a tournament. Now, cash game, different story. If you want to take him in a cash game, that's up to you. But like I just talked about, Dylan Gabriel's putting up consistently higher numbers, not higher numbers, but more consistent numbers with a lower price tag. So he's a better option for that. But hey, everyone does their own thing. I'm sure there's somebody in the league that's going to pick up Bryce Young this week and he's going to pop off and I'm <laughs> beating my words. But we'll see. We'll, we'll get you to know that. There's one. Uh, but this game makes me look back at that Texas game. Well, you know, they're traveling to the road to another ranked team. Arkansas hasn't looked that great. Um, it, 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 in Arkansas's D as far as DFS numbers isn't ideal for them because their, their D hasn't been great either. 22.1 to quarterbacks, 28 to running backs and dead last in the SEC versus wide receivers at 51.6 per game. That's DFS points per game to wide receivers. Uh, the thing about it is Alabama has been spreading ball around quite a bit in uh, their best wide receivers arguably their running back Gibbs who's 8,000 who hasn't run the ball much and he's been more of a wide out than anything but Chase McClellan the running back for Alabama who's only 4,900 essentially he's behind Jamar Gibbs in the depth chart but he has been getting more carries per game doesn't get as many targets but is getting more carries and can get a few TDs on the board. So this is a tournament play. If you can put Jason there at 4,900, he gets two or possibly even three touchdowns and carries the ball 15 times. You're going to be in one of those spots where this is a low percentage owned player in a game where most people are going to have 9,900, double the, double the money you put in for Jace McClellan in Bryce Young, who might, do a little bit better, but you're getting way better value out of this that you could spend some money elsewhere. Well, well, Gibbs is getting a lot more receptions too, though, which and receptions help you regardless if you pick a, a running back or wide receiver, right? Receptions still help you. So correct. I, but yeah, they're, they're pretty back. close as far as DFS points go hand in hand. Uh, I get that you're getting the point per reception, but the amount of receptions you're getting to the amount of consistent carries, uh, McClellan's getting against an Arkansas D that's given up 28 points to running backs consistently. 
it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow because again it's a it's a dual system here where Gibbs is a wideout for sometimes sometimes they're on the field at the same time. It's one of those things where it's going to be a low percentage zone. This is one of those drop in the buckets. Is he going to do it? I'm going to put him on my roster. If it hits, you're going to be making money. Well, there you go. And it, it you know, it's always a pick one risk to reward type scenario. And I, I'll just point out that, you know, with the Gibbs, you get those extra potential for the receiving. But as far as the game goes, and you're always talking about the DraftKings look until they get defense in there. And I, not a DraftKings guy. <laughs> I wish they did. I don't understand why they don't. As soon as they do, Woj, then we can, we can, oh man, as soon as they do, then we can start talking about DraftKings on my side anyways, a little bit. For, for now though, we'll, we'll talk about the football game. You mentioned, I think their record at three and one, that loss last week, it was tough, you know, tough loss to A&M, 23 to 21. But, you know, they, I think they've looked like a good team. You said they didn't, they beat Cincinnati week one, South Carolina, Missouri state, you know, they, <laughs> they had a little bit of a warm up after the first two games, I guess, against Missouri state, but they won them all. And that's what matters. You know, all this talk about Arkansas, are they going to test Alabama's secondary? I don't know. I, I don't know why they would do that. I think they're going to keep the ball on the ground. I think they're going to run it. They're going to pound Alabama's defense and try to get some of those linemen up front tired, get that second level in there where Alabama's kind of a question mark this year. And Mr. Jefferson, would you know, he's not my favorite guy in the world. You know, he's, he's got a QBR of 71 and a half, though, which is not bad. It's 39th in the league, Wojan. He's got that, I believe you mentioned, you know, golden ratio that I like to quote. It's at eight to one. So not quite as good as you mentioned before. What was that, 13 to zero? 13 to zero, yeah. Yeah. It's not not quite that good, but still eight to one, Woj. That's a good golden ratio. I just don't know about Jefferson as far as, you know, a leader. And the quarterback has to be a leader. Alabama, you know, they're Alabama. They beat Texas in that 2019 win. That's really their only game that we got to judge how good of a football team they are. They've been dominating everybody else. Mr. Bryce Young, you know, the second best, I guess, according to Matt Woj, the second best quarterback in the NCAA. He's got over 1,000 yards passing, 13 touchdowns to two interceptions on that golden ratio, 13 to two. But who's who's the receiver? That's the question. You know, Holden, Burton, maybe even Gibbs, put a running back in there. We just talked about him. He gets a lot of receptions. But who's the receiver? That's the question mark. I don't know. The, the real Jay-Z and I were discussing this game. I almost was convinced to bet Arkansas in this one. I was almost convinced, but I'm going to stay away from it. I, you know what? I make money by not betting against Alabama Woj. So I, I think I'm just going to stay away from it. Why is Arkansas only plus 200? Well, why are they not more, especially at a 17 and a half spread? Yeah, that's probably a mistake. Woj. Let me check that line for you. Oh, I'm going to okay. go to a more okay. reputable source. <laughs> okay. Well, while you're doing that, I mean, Jefferson has run in a touchdown in every single game he's done. So he is going to have to play. The, the, Arkansas is going to have to play that game against an Alabama front that's really aggressive. So they are going to have to run the ball like you talked about. It's going to be winning the ball, winning the ball or winning the game in the trenches, much like Texas did for most of that game against Alabama. They getting pressure on the quarterback on the defensive side. On the offensive side, they were able to run it with Bijan. Uh, so again, it's going to be a lot of controlling that line of scrimmage, especially in the offensive side, to allow KJ Jefferson to be able to break out some of these big runs. I mean, let, let's just look at those some of those games against Cincinnati, 18 attempts for 62 yards against South Carolina or South Carolina, 19 attempts for 67 yards, then nine for 40, then 18 for 105. Uh, he likes to run the football. He likes to spread it out that way. So 
Alabama's got, knows how to play against that. And they're going to stay stable in the pocket, or I'm sure they're going to they're going to put some spies out there, do what they need to. So the pressure might not be there like we usually see from Alabama, but Arkansas uh, just needs to play patient and understand Alabama is going to be coming in knowing that KJ Jefferson likes to run the ball, and and I think Alabama and Saban are just too good and and. I'm sure they're practicing this day in and day out with a mobile quarterback and they're, they're going to dominate this game. There's no doubt in my mind. They're embarrassed about that Texas situation. I don't think the receivers are, or their secondary is up to uh, their wide receivers or their, their pass catchers are up to what they need to be, especially with Gibbs having to step in and, and do a lot of the work for them, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, while you're talking, which I looked it up, I went to a more reputable source this time. I went to sportsbettingintel.com so we can get the real right numbers. And the best line right now for Arkansas is plus 600, which makes a whole lot more sense. And you're looking at it all the way down to actually plus 500, which, man, that's a garbage line on points bet. So make sure you look where you're betting. <laughs> but good good find, Woj. Yeah, plus 600 for Arkansas. Best line right now. Yeah. Again, sportsbettingintel.com. If you go in there and sign up, use the code rundown, you'll get a free introductory uh, explanation of kind of how everything works, but it's amazing. You don't even need to sign up to, to use the website. There's free things on there, but if you do end up wanting to sign up, especially to see the EV plus bets, which are awesome, um, you will uh, again, use that code rundown and get that free introductory explanation of kind of how everything works and how to make, start making some money while. Heck yeah. Well, one thing I like to do too is, you know, these games, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm picking myself what I want. Obviously I'm going through the numbers and I have my own systems and models for it, but it, sports betting Intel works very well. If you have a game that you want, let's say uh, in this game, well, we'll use a game before where I said, I want Oklahoma. So what I'll do is go to sportsbettingintel.com, Look at the plus EV, just search for Oklahoma game on there and see what they have. Maybe take an alternate because they calculate a better EV line gives me better chances on a bet that I was going to take anyway. So that's kind of how I use it. It's, re- it's really good for that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Last game we're going to talk about today. We got number nine, Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. Well, Oklahoma State plus two and a half over under 57 points. Baylor minus 120. You got another higher ranked team. You know, I should say lower ranked team, higher number team, Baylor as the favorite over Oklahoma State. Watch. When are they going to fix these polls? I mean, the problem with the polls is these guys have no money on the line, whereas Vegas, they have money on the line, so they got to get it right. Poll makers, the poll voters, they have no punishment. There is no punishment for them being wrong. When are they going to get this right? This is two games on the slate, Woj, that we have this happening. It's insane. Yeah, are we going to get a Vegas poll? I kind of like that idea. There should be a Vegas poll. I mean, make them put the money where their mouth is, you know. They should not get paid anything. They should not get any luxuries. They should not get to vote if they're wrong. And I don't know how you judge wrong. That's the problem, subjective part of it. But how do you have this, Woj? How do you have a favorite like this on two games in the slate? Two games. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. But uh, this is an interesting game for DFS wall. Uh, Oklahoma State has the highest fantasy point per game player in the slate and he's only $6,500. Can you guess who that is? Uh, just, no. Spencer uh, Sanders. Sanders. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that was good. Spencer Sanders is the, uh, the highest fantasy point per game player in the slate at 35.8. Uh, he's only 6,500. His differential is higher. It's 10.2, but 
even if he were to get his low number, it's still 254 per point because of his price. Uh, again, this is, uh, they had a tight game for central Michigan. That's when he scored his big number, which is 52.9 scored 52.9 against central Michigan. It was a tight game. Surprisingly enough, number ninth ranked team in the nation, but, uh, he is a dual threat quarterback and it comes into play, uh, in Baylor's two games versus Iowa state and BYU, uh, they gave up 567 yards in the air and 165 on the ground. So people talk about the Baylor Bears and how they have some sort of semblance of a, a defense there in the Big 12, but I, I don't see it. I don't get it. Um, again, 567 yards in the air in those two games against BYU and Iowa State, which is kind of the caliber I would say Oklahoma State's at. Uh, I'm looking for him to kind of go off in this game. Uh, the only thing is if Sanders can keep down the interceptions again, last year versus the bears, he only got 15 points because he threw like three interceptions. Uh, so it's one of those games where hopefully he doesn't re you know, fall back to the 2021 standard of Spencer Sanders and kind of steps up here, but he's had those up and down games. Uh, we'll see how he does, but again, at 6,500, even if he does semi what he's been doing. He's still good, good play there. And then wide receiver to match him up with is Braden Johnson, 22.9% of the target share. Next close is only 14.4, 23.7 points per game. Uh, and he's been getting consistent targets. He's a great cheap option, at wide receiver at only 4,300 to pair up with Sanders. And that's a, that's a pretty decent stack there. Uh, again, over under is only 57. I typically don't do stacks under 60, but uh, this is one of those games where I think Oklahoma State could possibly win, especially if Sanders plays well. So in a tournament play, if you're you're feeling Sanders and you're feeling Oklahoma State, that's a really good stack to have. Well, Woj, you know what I love about this episode? I love you getting into the deviation of points for DFS. I love you getting into reversion to the mean with Mr. Spencer Sanders. See, I love that statistical inference. Woj, you are getting advanced. I think you're finally going to take these guys down in DFS. I like <laughs> Mr. Sanders himself. As far as the football game goes, I just think, Woj, you got a veteran right there who's played in football games. You got a man who's throwing the football with touch. I don't know if you watched him throwing the football last game, but man, some of his passes had a lot of touch on him. He's got that rushing ability. Last game, I believe, no, I'm not sure how many exactly last game. might have been, he has three, I think. I think he had uh, three in the season. I don't know how many were last season, but he's rushing the football. He's moving around in the pocket. I like your pick right there. Sixth in the nation in scoring is Oklahoma State and ninth in the nation in passing. We see where their yards come from, and it's Mr. Sanders himself. Baylor, Woj, we talked about that game, and we spent a bit of time on it, that Baylor-BYU game. You remember who came out the winner, right? You're the only one that was up to watch it, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, BYU won that game. BYU did win that football game. They beat Baylor. That's why Baylor's at three to one. You know, I don't know about this Baylor football team. They're scoring points. You mentioned that their defense isn't there, which normally a Baylor football team, you'd expect their defense to be there, but their offense is there, Woj. And I, I, you mentioned it. I know I give you that, but you know, in other games that they scored, they scored 69 against Albany, 42 against Texas state, 31 against Iowa state. If you can call them a football program. But still, Baylor is scoring points, you know. Oklahoma State, though, 12-2-1 against the spread in the last 15 months. Can you believe that? 
that's that's impressive. Almost impressive as my my Wojan Wall pick him for this week. What what are you talking about? You're almost well, as we'll, impressive. We'll, as... we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Well, uh, you're no 12, 2, and 1 against the spread. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but they are. Oklahoma State is. You know, I don't know. I just like this football team. If you bet them, you're getting them plus 115. I mean, after all those things I just said, and you can bet them get plus 115 on your money, I kind of like Oklahoma State. But I think, to be honest, I'll stay away from this game. But I will be watching it. I'll be watching it closely because what I'm doing is I'm looking at next week's schedule. You got Baylor at West Virginia. Very, very That's... interesting game. Very interesting, yeah. Woj. And then you got Oklahoa State versus Texas Tech. And that's I... that's probably the one I'm more interested in. So I'd like to see how this game progresses. I'd like to see what kind of line we get on that Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech game. And if I'm watching this game, I can get a better feel for what the line should be on that Texas Tech game. And I'll look, I'll be looking early bird that one for sure. Yeah. For that, I like that. I, again, like I talked about Texas Tech and Kansas, Kansas uh, this week, so it's uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, a couple of the DFS plays. Wall, what's the uh, what's the Michigan State rule? They're in the the slate this week. What's the uh, number one rule for Michigan State? Well, well, Woj takes whoever's playing them players. Yeah, on team I play the opposite quarterback because Michigan State secondary is t- terrible. Maybe to uh, uh, Tolia Tungavailoa. Uh, is 6,800. He did get hurt at the end of the Michigan game, uh, and Billy Edwards did jump in and look strong in that final drive through for 62 yards and a touchdown. He's 6,300. So whichever one of those guys plays, uh, you get a better option with Billy Edwards. It's only 63, but doesn't matter. Well, whichever one plays, I, I take. I'm fading Purdue this week. Yes, you heard it no. from me first. I'm fading Purdue. Minnesota's holding opposing QBs to 8.4 fantasy points per game, best in the Big Ten, and wide receivers to 14.1. That's also best in the Big Ten. Purdue is without Aiden O'Connell possibly again, uh, which would give way to his backup, which did a decent job last week, did a lot of short passes, uh, especially to Charlie Jones. But I am fading both of those. DraftKings did as well. They dropped Charlie Jones and everybody for Purdue down. Uh, but Vegas has them scoring only 20 points. I'm going to fade it altogether this week. I'm not picking any Purdue's. Does Kansas have a hangover? No. I play everything in this game everywhere. Iowa State versus Kansas. I believe it's going to be the over on what Vegas has it. It was a 59-7 to game last year. year. Iowa State winning 59 to 7. But that was without Jalen Daniels, this new improved apparently Kansas team. Uh, Daniels is at 7K this week. Scored, he's been scoring a crazy amount of points. Jalen Daniels is a good play no matter what. I know it's Kansas and we're hyping them up, but uh, even if they do lose this game, I feel like it's closer and it's going to be over. Uh, Iowa State just doesn't have the means to keep up with uh, Jalen Daniels, this Kansas offense. Wall. It's that time of the week. Who's no, your pick? No, it's not, Woj. I, I, get to, I get to rebuttal. I get to okay, rebuttal. Okay, go ahead. Rebuttal, your rebuttal your little fades in the, the Kansas hangovers. Go ahead. Eh, I'm not going to rebuttal that. I'm going to re- rebuttal Purdue. You, you said you're fading Purdue. And if that's I'm, the reason that you're taking Minnesota's quarterbacks, I, I don't agree with that because Purdue is a good football team. They've proven that. And I understand 
Aiden O'Connell is a game time decision, right? And this line, the I can tell you right now, they're expecting he's not going to play. It's at 12. Um, that's telling the linesmakers are telling you they don't think he's going to play. But if he does play, and that line only moves to 13 and a half or 14, they'll probably move a little above 14 if they announce he's playing. I'm still, or I'm sorry, 10. It'll move down, not up. Moves to maybe minus 10, maybe just under minus nine and a half. If he plays and you get that minus nine and a half, maybe even minus 10, I'm going to take the plus side on Purdue, Woj. I got to okay. take it. Okay. I got it because they're a good football team. Which we saw them week one against Penn State, how well they played Penn State. And we know Penn State's a good football team. So we, I, I, I'm not even just going to take it, would you? If that's the case, you know, O'Connell's, if he's not announced as a starting quarterback, I'll stay away from it. Don't get me wrong. I still like Purdue as a football team, but I'll stay away from it. But now let's say they announce he's starting. The line drops to minus nine and a half, Minnesota. I'm taking Purdue, baby. I'm taking that nine and a half points. And I'm hammering it. You know, I'm not even going to hammer it. I'm going to go to the Home Depot. I'm going to rent <laughs> one of those jackhammers. I'm going to get the jackhammer, and I'm jackhammering that thing because I like Purdue if O'Connell plays in this game. So that was my rebuttal, Woj. Move on. Hey, I hope I hope Purdue goes to the Home Depot, also buys a drill, and drills a hole in the boat and fucking sinks the, the row of the yeah. boat from Minnesota. Hey, I'm not a Minnesota fan by any means, but their numbers are showing me different here. And I'm not taking the Minnesota quarterback this week. Tanner Morgan is not on my list. This is one of the only weeks where he isn't. Uh, he's done well so far, uh, being on my list almost every single week, but I'm not taking him this week. Um, However, uh, I do agree with you. There are some risky plays here, though, and we've talked about this, but in a tournament lineup, if you're doing a multi-entry, there should be some entries with Charlie Jones and Burton or Charlie Jones and Aiden O'Connell, depending on who's playing. No matter what quarterback is playing, there should be that combo in at least one of your multi-entry lineups for sure. Is he going to be in my single entry? No, I'm fading Purdue 100%. Do I want Purdue to win? Yes, but I, I I just don't see the numbers I need for those two to get me to where I need to do to win a tournament. That's all I'm saying, Well, That's all I'm saying, but I do like that. I'll go to Home Depot with you. I'll buy the drill. You buy the the hammer or jackhammer. We'll, 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 we'll start our own construction oh, company. I'm, I'm going to rent it. I'm not going to buy it. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I already have a drill, too, so I'll just go to the Home Depot with you when you rent it. So, I'll All right, well, <laughs> who's your Wojan Wall pick him for this week? I mean, I got to go back to the well, Woj. I lost two in a row. Not happy about it. I'm going back to the well, though. I'm going OK State over 56 in this one. I just I think they score points. I don't I don't know that I I know Baylor's been scoring points, so maybe they get it done too. Over 56. <clears throat> I I do like that <clears throat> because I I'm probably gonna pick Spencer Sanders, but uh, yeah, I do like that over uh, again. Last week, Wall did pick USC minus five and a half. He did lose. I picked Clemson minus six and I pushed. So Wells two and two, I'm two, one and one. I have the lead right now. Uh, if you want to call it that, I just want to point that out, but I am going to take Washington minus two and a half who was four and all against the spread this season. That's why I said it was, it was impressive. Just as impressive that Oklahoma state number four and all against the spread. I'm taking Washington. I'm taking the, the Penix, well, I don't know what you want to call it. The, the Michael Penix fever over there at Washington. It's actually going to be a high scoring game and it might go over what they're talking about already against UCLA. Uh, but I am taking Washington minus two and a half. That's a great number. They're playing Friday. Watch it. Watch Washington state win by two touchdowns. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I like, I like 
Penix Pandemonium, Moja. Penix like that. Pandemonium. That is, that's catchy. I, I know. Like I should have that. a podcast or something, right? Yeah, but no, I, I'm going to come back at you, Woj, because you, you know, you, you, you shoved it in my face that you're winning. And I'm not, I'm not going to let that slide, Woj. You know me. I gave you a little <laughs> bit of leeway last week with that minus six. And it turned out to be a huge amount of leeway because that minus six was a questionable number at minus 130. I don't know that that was the main line. So that's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing I'm going to say is I don't dislike your pick. I will say I was talking with the real Jay-Z. You know, we're always shooting back and forth about lines. And he's actually liking UCLA in this game mode. So oh, you might you might want to oh, give him a ring up. A little, little side head bet? Head, yeah, like a little head-up head heads up action with you two. Because yeah, he was telling me he likes UCLA in this game. I believe that's what he said. And I kind of told him, you know, I like Washington. They're a good football team. I was a little bit on your side, but not as decidedly as you. Nonetheless, Woj, I'm going to continue with putting money. I'm going to back your horse, put a little bit on him. And we'll see where it goes this week. Yeah, yeah. I do I do like that little back and forth. I, I just want to ask the real Jay-Z. I'll, I'll let him get some time to research this so he can look up and see the shit that UCLA's played so far and the competition <laughs> Washington's played so far and, and gone 4-0 against the spread. So I'll just leave him with that. You know, he can mm-hmm. research the, you know, the, the, the compost heap to the, you know, the top of the hill, the king of the hill, Washington there. So we'll leave it at that. But there is one other one other matter this week, Wall, which I haven't talked to you about yet. And we don't have in our notes here. But that is Navy and Air Force are playing their annual game this week. And it's at Air Force. What's going to be the flyover, Wall? What's your take on this? I, well, you're asking the complete wrong guy for this. You're the one that always knows this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't I'm, even I'm, tell you when I looked at it when the flyover was okay all right i've got guest flyovers i love guessing flyovers great so they have the blue angels there most of the time but this year is different it's a galaxy c4 galaxy does the flyover for the air force mark my words c4 galaxy will be flying over possibly something else but c4 galaxy will be there doing that flyover love that option uh, if it, there's a bet out there, which I'm sure some website does, let's put some money on it. Hey, Woj, I definitely back you there. You know what you're talking about when it comes to that. It always throws me off too. We'll be watching the game before it starts, and you'll say, "Hey, look at that! That's so and so." And I'm, what the heck is this guy talking about? But I, I'm backing you on this one, Woj, for sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at wwcfb. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.